0: Hey guys, welcome to a news update here on Buzzing Patea and uh, what a week we've had. Uh, It's been an interesting week. Lots of different things been going on. We've had fires, we've had uh, guys falling asleep on pathways. We've had a guy apparently invite somebody in to watch TV and uh, it's cost him a lot of money. I'll go into that one in a second. Uh, As always, we've got carnage on the streets. Uh, There's a new project about to be started which has caused all manner of uh, upsets and out, outrage about it because it's going to cause, it's just, well, I'll explain that bit in a second. Um, also, I want to bring to your attention about uh, bringing stuff through different countries in the immigration. Uh, there's a poor Australian woman I'm going to go through about that in a minute. And uh, yeah, she's she just got hammered for a sandwich. Um, and then on a good note, we're going to finish off. We've got uh, lots of things coming up this month and next month. Uh, there's a lot more uh, bright things on the horizon. Having said that, Right now, it's pouring rain, so that ain't so good. But anyway, so I hope you're all well wherever you are in the country, uh, in the world. I hope everything's good for you guys, and uh, who knows, maybe some of you watching this are gonna be coming over here very soon. Now, there seems to be a general feel on the ground that a lot of you guys are heading over here uh, in November, December, June, which is fantastic. We're here waiting for you, well, not me personally, but the girls are anyway, and uh, come over. You know, it really is a good time to come over. All right, so, what's been going on? Well, in the news, um, the thing with the news, I get a lot of my information from the Patea News. I think that's probably, in my opinion, just for me personally, uh, one of the most up to date and uh, reliable news sources. So I get a lot of my information. So if you want to have a look on PateaNews.com, you'll find all the information I'm talking about here in more detail. Um, but I get a lot of my information from there. But yeah, you may, have made, may or may not been aware. Uh, we had a fire down Soy 15 of Soy Bacal very recently. Um, and it, it, it kind of, I want to talk about this because. I begged the question a while back now, and I said, "Look, you know these overhead cables—you know they explode and all that." And people said to me, "No, no, no—it's just, it's just communication cables. There's no power in them whatsoever." Well, it seems that that's not quite true because what happened was it reported here in the News. It says fire alarm tourists in Patea uh, after an excavator uh, gets entangled with the wires, and what happened was he was he was using his. Um, Oh, my ears are popping. Uh, he was using the, the uh, excavator, the digger. He got it entangled in the cables and a big fire set off. Uh, luckily, nobody was injured. There was no casualties. Uh, the only people that, well, not people, the only things that were damaged were five cars, uh, which obviously, you know, at the end of the day, that's not the end of the world. So the, but the good news was that no people were injured. But the thing is that it just, oh, I want to ask this question because it, it you know, it confuses me is if there's no electricity in these power cables or said communication cables, how do they catch fire? I don't get that, because surely there's nothing there for the for the arc to create the spark. Check me out with my technical words. The arc in the spark and suddenly there's a fire. Um, but anyway, what the, the end result was, sadly for those down in Soy 15, uh, because of the fire, uh, they were without power for some considerable amount of time and uh, that caused a lot of problems for them. But uh, yeah, so that's the question I wanna ask you guys. If these overhead cables have no power in them, how do they set fire? Because I don't know that. And it's a bit of a thing, you know, with the, with the overhead cable. When you start travelling around the country, when you go to different cities, it seems that we're quite unique in the structure of how we do our overhead cabling. You know, when I go up to Karat, that doesn't exist. Uh, I, I can't recall, maybe I'm wrong here, but I can't recall seeing this up in Bangkok. Uh, but then, yes, you know, the kind of thing you walk around oblivious to because you're not actually looking for it. But it just seems to me that we seem to be the only town here that's got all this overhead, like scramble of uh, wires and stuff. And is that a result of the city's development? You know, it used to be a sleepy fishing village, as you may or may not know. And of course, over the last sort of like thirty years, it's developed into where we are today. And maybe they just hooked the cable up on the on the pole thing, and ah, so you know, we're not going to expand any more than what we are. And here they are straight in it with all these cables. So I don't know. What do you think, guys? What do you think? Now, this one is is a drunk foreign tourist was found sleeping on a footpath in Pattaya, gets help by the tourist police. Now, you know, there's a picture of him there and he's all happy, all smiling, big grins on his face because they're taking him back home. But the thing is, guys, I just want to say this, you know, please, you know, when you do come out here, be careful, guys, please be careful. You know, it's it's not just here, you know, if you were to fall asleep on the streets, the back streets of London, you'd be in a world of problems. I'm sure you would, wherever you are in the world. I'm, I know there'll be areas all around the world where, you know, Getting that drunk that you pass out on the floor and just lay there is not really the most ideal scenario to leave yourself in. Uh, It says here the foreign tourist was taken safely back to his hotel by tourist police after being found sleeping on a footpath. You know, it's really... (laughs) It's really dangerous, you know, I mean, there's a photo here of him passed out, comatose on the floor, you know, and that just opens you up to all kinds of problems, you know, mugging and theft and all the rest of it. So, you know, all I'll say on that one, guys, is, you know, this one had a happy ending, but not the happy ending he probably expected. But, you know, he did get back to his hotel, he was safe and sound, but the point being is, guys, you know, this city, sadly, does encourage people to drink probably more than what they're used to drinking and you, know, you come out here, you get in the party mood, you have a great time, you, you, know, you get carried away in the motion of the moment, and then suddenly you find you're paralytic, and uh, as this lad here found out, you know, he was passed out on the floor, fully clothed, and uh, you know, he, he, he was very lucky that he wasn't taken advantage of, and uh, it does happen. Uh, it says he was a French tourist, thanked the officers for a ride and their friendly assistance, and was a good sport about the incident, taking a selfie with the officers and laughing about the predicament. The question is, young man, is would you be laughing if they robbed you of your phone, all your money, your hotel key, and all the rest of it? How much of a selfie would you want to do then? Or would you be waking up saying, God damn, what have I just done? So the moral of that story, guys, is please, you know, come over here, have a fantastic time, enjoy the time to the max of your ability, but don't overstep your, cap- your capabilities of drinking because it could, it could end up in a very nasty or very disappointing situation. Now, talking about a disappointing situation. Now, you, I, I've got to be honest with you, right? This, this kind of like just makes me chuckle. It says a British man nags the Patea police for allegedly slow progress after roughly three hundred and sixty thousand baht that was in a safe was reportedly stolen by a Ugandan woman. Now, let's just let's just uh, bring this into its uh, reality, okay? So he said he had a safe box containing eight and a half thousand pounds. Uh, which was stolen by this by this Ugandan woman, and he goes on to say, and I mean, honestly, you, you got, you just got to laugh at this. It says here, uh, the British victim stated, he invited Miss Namatovu to his hotel room, blah blah blah, and it says uh, just to hang out and watch a movie. I mean, come on, you know. You can, <laughs> uh, while he fell asleep, however, the suspect allegedly took his safe box and fled from his room. So, you know, again, this goes back to like, things I say. You know, obviously, you know, I'm laughing about his statement about he wanted to watch a movie. Yeah, of course you did, mate. Um, a Ugandan woman, so clearly uh, he must have met her either through one of the apps, one of these meeting dating apps, or perhaps uh, he decided to have a stroll down on the beach and as if by magic, she was there. And uh, he thought, you know what, I've never met you before. You sound like an ideal partner to come and watch a movie in my room with me. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. But the point being is this, guys. You know, it's all well and good, it's all fun and games, but it's not really funny, is it? Let's be honest. You know, he's lost a considerable amount of money there, um, and what they did was she, she apparently, she took the actual safe out of his room. I mean, you know, they're not light, are they? I guess. Um, so she took the, the, uh, the safe out of his room and done a run at about 3.45am, it goes on to say here. But, you know, this is where I keep saying to people, you know, be very, very careful who you who you meet, who you interact with, and what access you allow them. As particularly if you go back to your hotel room, you know, I'm not quite sure how she's managed to pick the save up, because generally speaking, most saves are, are bolted to a, a, maybe the, the wardrobe or to a, to a fix-in on the wall. Um, you know, they're normally quite safe, to be honest. But obviously in this situation, uh, it wasn't. But um, you know, again, you know, just be very careful, guys. You know, just. Just think ahead of the game. Think of what possible scenarios you may or may not present yourself with. And, uh, you know, this guy obviously has lost a lot of money. And um, it says, after half a month, the Patea police could only retrieve a safe box, which obviously was empty, and return it to him. Talk about insult after injury. Yeah, mate, here's a safe that she's nicked from you. And by the way, guess what? It's empty. I mean, seriously. I mean, what Talk about rubbing salt into the wounds, the poor bloke. Uh, but there you go. So you know, eight and a half grand. If you, you know, if you're carrying that kind of money around, then really you want to be looking at a hotel that's got maybe the safety deposit boxes down in reception, and just keep a small, insignificant amount of money in your room, and then keep the majority of your big money uh, in the safe. Alternatively, you know, I'm not really sure on this, guys. Maybe you can drop your comments below and help me out on this one. But you know, a lot of people talk about that they can use Wise as a transfer and you know, the credit cards won't won't charge you a fee and all the rest of it, maybe that's another option. I don't know, obviously I don't do this kind of thing, I'm not here living as a tourist, um, so I have an actual bank. But you know, if you're a long-term visitor and you keep coming over time and time again, maybe consider uh, going up and seeing Darren at Key Visa Thailand, open yourself a bank account, and then you can just put your money straight in there and then at least then it'll avoid situations like this. You know, and I know I'm know, i laugh, I'm laughing about the Ugandan side about, yeah, I wanted to watch a movie. That's the bit I'm, I find funny, uh, but I certainly don't find it funny that he's lost a considerable amount of money and that's not nice. So, uh, you know, there's a warning to us all. Now, this is not related to Thailand as such, but I thought it's something you need to be aware of because we do have quite strict uh, laws on what you can and can't take out of the country here. So um, if you have a look on the, if you Google it, like what you're allowed to take out of Thailand, you'll be quite surprised some of the things that if they see that you're carrying it, you're not allowed to take it out. And vice versa, bringing stuff in, there's certain things you can't bring into this country. Now this one I just wanted to bring out, it says here an Australian woman gets fired, Australian dollars, $2,664 for bringing a Subway sandwich from Singapore. Now, I mean, that just mystifies me, that really does. I mean, have you ever experienced something like this, guys, when you've been traveling? Has any of you had the similar kind of situation? So she's got this six-inch Subway. Uh, They've charged her $2,664 in a fine for bringing it through, and it says here, uh, now that's one way to eat fresh. An Australian woman shared the importance of checking and doing immigration declaration forms properly after she was fined for not declaring the content of a sandwich, which breached Australia's strict biosecurity laws. I mean, wow, really? I mean, that's just outrageous. I mean, what what could possibly, well, I don't know, but what's in a sandwich that you can't bring into another country that's bio laws? I mean, wow. But the point being is this is that, you know, you've got to be very careful because some things that we just take for granted, oh, that'd be fine. You know, you might actually find, like she's found, sadly, uh, you're not only in hot water, but you're in expensive territory now because she's had to pay a serious amount of money. Uh, I don't know what that is in bar, but it's a lot of money. And just for a, for a subway, uh, she said, while admitting it was an oversight on her end, uh, Lee continued, I bought a foot-long subway at Singapore, Shanghai Airport because I was a hungry girl after my 11-hour flight. I ate, <laughs> I ate six inches, good on you, girl, Uh, before my second flight and then saved the other six inches for the flight which they were more than happy with. However, what she didn't realize was that in addition to carry-on and luggage, the declaration form applied to her sandwich as well. She said, I didn't tick chicken and I didn't tick lettuce. Chicken and lettuce cost her $2,664 just to bring it through the country. That is outrageous. But fair play for her for doing six inches first and keeping the other six inches for later on. That's so, you know, maybe she was gonna get, a, you know, winner a winner a chicken dinner, only this chicken dinner has cost her a shed load of money. But I don't know guys, you know, are you familiar with what you can and can't bring into Thailand and what you can't take out of Thailand? Are you familiar with those uh, regulations Worth popping onto the uh, Thai government and uh, looking on their exporting from Thailand what you can take and what you can't take. You'll be surprised. Have a look, guys. It uh, certainly makes interesting reading. Now, this one, I've got to say, what is going on? Right. So right now, the Pattaya mayor has been eyeing changes, and he wants to introduce changes to a traffic plan on Sukumit Road up near Naklua. I mean, honestly, we are going to approach what we hope will be a reasonable high season. Nothing like it has been in the past, but at least it's going to be better than what it is right now. So the Patea mayor said he's planning to change the traffic plan on Sukovic Road in Nakhlua to facilitate a drainage system construction project. Basically, what he means is that he's going to shut down the road and cause chaos. Absolute chaos. uh, To alleviate the traffic... Two U-turns have been set at the Esso Gas Station and the Naklua Park Merivitt School. I mean, seriously. I mean, you've got to be having a giraffe there because at the end of the day, I've got to be honest with you, you know, Sukhavit at its best is a busy road. At its worst is carnage because especially during like school times and stuff like that. And here he is right now, right this minute in time, looking at shutting it down so that when you guys come out here for the, what we hope will be a high season of some description, we're going to just gridlock the entire road system. Uh, it says here, uh, there are still many complaints about this plan and the mayor stated he's doing his best to find the right solution. One of the ideas is to reopen the intersections on weekdays, according to him, but this still requires advice from the Banglamung traffic police and opinions from motorists. So you're going to open it on weekdays. So I'll tell you what, how about you keep it shut on the weekends when everybody travels down from Bangkok to come into the city, to come down onto the beach, etc. That makes sense. You know, we've just had a horrific two years where you know the city has been pretty much dormant and dead as a doornail. Why didn't we do it then? Why? It just doesn't make any sense, it really doesn't. But the problem is, if this goes ahead and it's looking likely, If it does go ahead, well then, trust me, you do not want to be anywhere near Sukumit Road during during these uh, upheavals, particularly up by the Naklua end, uh, which is north of Patea. Uh, You do not want to be uh, in that area because it's just gonna be utter carnage. But anyway, watch this space, let's see what goes on. All right, enough doom and gloom. Uh, Enough about all the negativity, because that's a quite, you know, I don't like doing the news. I I do it because I want to keep you up to date on what's going on and just pick out some of the main talking points. Um, but, I, you know, I'm a positive kind of guy and, uh, yeah, sitting here going through all the negativity isn't really that good. But at least, hopefully, maybe some of the uh, discussion here, we can sort of think and put it into our own world and go, Do you know what, yeah, I need to learn from that. But anyway, uh, on a good note, right, so what have we got this month? Now, the 29th of this month, guys, get yourself down the beach road because we've got the Patea International Bikini Beach Race. Yes, I will be there, not running in a bikini before you get excited, but what I will be doing is I will be filming it and bringing it to you. Now, I've been down there, I've done this two times now, three times, sorry. It's a great event uh, for obvious reasons. You know, there's lots of girls there in their bikinis looking fantastic. There's a lot of guys there. Some of these guys do take this race very seriously and they run it in incredible times. And, you know, I've got to be honest with you, Uh, You know, in my military days when I used to run a lot, because obviously, as in the army, uh, you know, running around was one thing on a a concrete road or wherever we were running. But to run on sand, my Lord, that is tough going. That's tough, tough going. But these guys, you know, fair play to them, fit as a fiddle, and uh, they run it in some serious, seriously good times. But the nice thing about it is, once they've got out of the way, you've got about probably about a thousand girls just going to run through and uh, enjoy and partake. And yeah, it's good fun. So come down, guys on Beach Road on the 29th, it starts at 5 p.m. So I would suggest getting down there at about 4 p.m. Uh, to get yourself the best uh, spot to watch the watch the race and uh, come down and enjoy it, it's good fun. Now talking about good fun, uh, also again what we've got here is we've got the jet ski, the King's Cup is here in Pattaya. Uh, that's gonna take place uh, later on this month, it's gonna be on the 14th and the 15th of December, and then, sorry not this month, in December, Um, It says the world-class competition will take Patea by Storm from December the 14th to the 15th. It's down on Jomtien Beach. Now, I've got to say, again, I will cover this. Um, I've been down on that. It's really good. I mean, those lads, I'll tell you what, they give it walk factor 10. They do. And, uh, you know, it really is a great spectacle. So if you're you're still around here in December, maybe you're coming over towards what we're hopefully going to call the high season. Uh, but when you do come over, come down. Come down to Jomtien Beach. It's a good good weekend. Uh, there's lots of festivities going on. There's lots of stalls. You can get yourself some beer, sit in the grandstand, watch the, uh, watch the uh, spectacle. And I'll tell you what, honestly, they give it some. Money. <laughs> you wouldn't want to be sat on the back with them. I'll tell you, they'd go. But it's a great event. Definitely worth watching. Definitely worth taking uh, not taking part, but coming down and being a, a spectator for. It really is fun. And in November, of course, uh, now you may have may have not been here in November, but November 25th and 26th, that is our Patea International Firework Festival. Now, I've got to say to you, before I came out to Thailand, I was a bit of a bar humbug when it came to fireworks. You just go, ooh, wow, oh, ooh, all that rubbish. You no, know, it was pretty boring, to be fair. But here, they have an international competition, meaning that basically what happens is Uh, they get firework display uh, organizations from all around the world, different countries. They come down and they put on, I've got to say, it's an absolutely incredible firework display. It really is. I can't explain it in words to justify how good it is, but what I will say to you guys is if you are here, come down and check it out 25th 26th of November come and have a look it really is fantastic it really is a great great event so come and have a look guys and uh, you know have a have a nice evening or a couple of evenings out and enjoy it. you know you can go to some various viewpoints you've got the obviously you've got the horizon lounge uh, up on the top of the Hilton you've got the Potato Royal uh, the Royal Garden Plaza you've got the uh, the um, uh, food court up there You've got CM at CM Design Hotel. They've got a nice rooftop. You can go up to the Batea sign. Watch it from up there. Go up to the uh, Admiral Statue. Go and watch it from there. It's a high point. You can get a really good view there. But it really is fantastic and 100% worth checking out. All right, there you go, guys. So that's it for the news this week. Uh, Hopefully you've enjoyed this. Uh, I will bring on news now every week as I do. And, uh, you know, I try and pick up on things I think, you know, is worth talking about where we can not only just mention news, but learn from it and think to ourselves, yeah, that could happen to me and how it could happen and all those kind of things. Um, So yeah, hopefully you've enjoyed today. Um, That's it for me, guys. What I will say is, uh, if you're here in the city centre, you're here right now, Wednesday, have a look on Discord. Wednesday, we've got a pool party. Uh, There's limited tickets behind, it's a private pool party. Come and join the fun there, get onto Discord, come and meet at the Buzzing Bar and be part of what will be a great day, uh, a great day and great evening, so have a look at that. Uh, Like I say, guys, if you haven't already joined Discord, have a look totally free of charge, doesn't cost you a single penny. Get in there, have a look. There's loads and loads of information about events and all sorts of stuff happening there, as well as photos, videos, you name it, it's there. All right, that's it from me, guys. Please remember, hit the subscribe button and also the bell icon if you'd like to be notified when I bring out a new video. And if you'd like to support the channel, uh, there's a link to the members area down below. Please have a look and your support is greatly appreciated. That's it for me, guys. Thank you so much indeed for watching. And please, as always, wherever you are in the world, stay safe.